You see, people collect all kinds of things. New, old, priceless, worthless. Darling, it doesn't matter what. I simply must know why. Those mothballs shouldn't get to keep all the secrets. This is the Mothball Prophecies. Hello and welcome to the Mothball Prophecies. I'm Samantha Mashburn. And I'm Melissa Watson. And today we're sitting down with our first guest interview back with the one and only Miss Feral Cat. Erin Pipgrass is with us. She's filled her house with things. She finds the best shit. Some would say she's incredibly lucky. Today we're going to talk about many different things inside the vintage world. Welcome to the show, Erin Pipgrass. Feral Cat. Hello. Hello. Can you guys um, join every conference call that I lead and do an introduction of me? That would be awesome. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no problem. Well, uh, that yeah. would be great. We'll get that penciled in. We'll yeah. do it from each house that we're working at while that we do estate sales. I'll pick a uh, room that is maybe delightful, depending on the mood of the meeting. We'll we'll plan that out. What do we need? Are cool. we feeling, is this a, you know, engineer talk? Do I need to do it from the garage? Is this something that somebody's getting fired? Do I need to do it from the bathroom? Yeah. Do we need like to wear suits and be solemn? No, or... no. You just need to introduce me with enthusiasm and, and say, welcome. Welcome to the conference call. Okay. You know, something like and that. We'll, yeah. introducing. <laughs> we'll pick a genre. Like, do you want SNL? Do you want WrestleMania? Do you want County Fair? Oh, man, this is getting complicated. Roller Derby. <laughs> I could do that. So, I mean. You just let us know. Yeah. We're fle- we're all right. Professionals, awesome. Well, it's good to to hear your voices. It's good to have you guys back, and uh, glad that I'm back. I am also, and thank you. Um, sorry we were away for so very long. We did not intend for that. No, at all. And no. We also have not done really any type vintage shopping in three months outside of work. Right. Yeah, when you stare at vintage things all day, it makes it hard to like want to go to the thrift store mm-hmm. and find But I did goodies. go to the thrift store yesterday with Gray and walked around the thrift store looking at things that I have priced at the Goodwill, which what did we decide we were going to call it? Bad Bill instead of Goodwill, Bad Bill. Bad Bill. Bad Bill. <laughs> yeah, things that didn't sell at houses that we've had to donate um, mm-hmm. and that there was... One that we had, it Goodwill was the only option. And so yeah. they, they went to Goodwill. It was a U-Haul. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, of things from this house. It was the Richardson house. Yeah. And it was like a 3,000. How come nobody started a, opened a bad will yet? I, it's like a. Girl, cut that. <laughs> it's on our list. <laughs> don't you dare. Do that. We don't want the, whatever the good William has up their sleeves to take that from us. Our joy. And have you seen the new Goodwill website, Erin? I have not. Goodwillfinds.com. No. You, haven't, you haven't seen the chatter online about Goodwill Finds? This is not sponsored well, I, I mean, by the way. <laughs> not yet. They, I mean, they've been selling online for a long time. So mm-hmm. you're saying it's a new, a, a brand new website in yeah, addition not to a, or instead of? I, uh, I'm no, not it's sure. it's brand new. Yeah, but it is new and it's not an auction because they used to, the old one, Shop Goodwill, was an auction. Mm-hmm. And this one gotcha. is just, it's just, it's like Depop or... And it's a, a fucking insane. Yeah. They are literally just like hanging things up and like they're not photographing it. They want it to be Depop so badly. There was a Sheen dress that I saw. It was like on Reddit or something. And the Goodwill had 
like $129 on the Sheen dress. And you can shop like brand specific. So I like poked around the other day and like clicked on Adidas and there was a pair of children's shorts for $22.99. That's insane. Mm-hmm. This is why we started calling them Bad Bill. Bad Bill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So get up on the times, Aaron. Yeah, that's out of control. I'm going to have to check it out. It's not acceptable is what it is. It's not acceptable. I'm, I think if you're outraged about this new website, please send me a message so I can feel validated. <laughs> that's all I want. <laughs> that's, that's, we, we need more things to rage about. <laughs> yeah. But, well, and we don't really shop on these here websites or like really anywhere online. But there's multiple times that you find shit that somebody in the mothball verse purchases. And I have a lot of things in my house. I'm be like, oh, that's adorable. Where did you get that? And I'm like, Wisconsin. For Mary. <laughs> I got it from how often are you going to the thrift store, first of all? Um, like at least three times a week, probably more. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really it's become sort of an end of the day ritual. Ooh. Um I work in kind of a corporate hellscape and at the end of the day, I'm just a much nicer person when I get home to my family if I've made a pass through Goodwill before mm-hmm. I go home. Mm-hmm. I'm just nicer. Are you a headphone <laughs> and, and shopper or not a headphone shopper? Not a headphone shopper. All right. um, Me neither. No, I, I think I, I like to hear the carts come out. If you got headphones in, I can't hear the rattle and the doors swing open and the cart come rolling out. So I need I need all of my senses. <laughs> you got to be alert. Alert to. Are you a exactly. cart picker? Oh yes. Okay. So good. as soon as I hear those doors swing open and the cart comes out, I'm already like wheeling around from wherever I am in the store to so that I can intercept the cart as it gets out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so that's our, first. Our vintage tip of the week is don't wear headphones at the thrift stores there because you, go. you need all of your senses. I'll never go again. All your senses. <laughs> I'll never go again. I have to have a cart and my headphones. It's her emotional support. Oh cart. yeah, yeah. You have to have a cart. Yeah. And yeah, no headphones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I wish our Goodwill was like that exciting. The doors are always open, so you can just see into Pandora's box. And it's all garbage. It's trash. Trash. <laughs> but I do. Oh, I, do I hate when they have the doors dive. open because then I'm peeking in there. I'm going, ooh, what's on the cart? You know, what is that? And, what do you got um, there? Yeah. I'd almost rather not mm-hmm. see our, what I can't have back there. Our Goodwill has dumpsters out back and they throw away such good stuff. Like my dining room chairs are the folding um, vintage chairs, but they're, uh, how would you describe them? The seat folds up and then the legs fold in. It's mm-hmm. not like, it's not like a folding chair. They were like, how can we change this design? Right. <laughs> but they're super cool mid-century chairs mm-hmm. and they just tossed them. Yeah. And I was like, dibs. Yeah. I found some good like, who, shit. Who makes those poor decisions? Like, right. I don't know why they would throw away something that wasn't like peed on or broken. Yeah. Right. You know? And I, like, like, I've been looking for more of those chairs and they sell for a hundred seventy five dollars mm-hmm. for the set on online. Yeah. So they what, throw away some really good shit. What like, the hell were they thinking? And we go just in the middle of the day because it's right by Sam's Club, and so I'll usually hit up Sam's Club, and I'm like, might as well. And I just drive past the dumpsters, doing a little scout. And there's been many a time I've thrown my car into park and gotten out unashamed. Yeah, and I guess like one of the favorite things that I have it, that you sent to Spellcheck is this incredible pig. Can you tell us about the pig from that correspondence? You sent some great shit to Spellcheck. Speaking of finding random stuff at the Goodwill. Tell I us the pig story. Things for other people. Yeah. <laughs> so 
Um, so I was at one of my usual thrifts. There's like three or four locally that I try to hit a few times a week. Um, and this one's a St. Vinny's, uh, oh. St. Vinny's mm-hmm. uh, out by you guys, St. Vincent Paul, which is very fancy. We call it. So Vinny's. I was in there and I, I saw this, um, it's like a really big piggy bank. Um, it's got like these big doe eyes and there's like flowers that are painted all over it. And I've seen, I've seen this style before, but this one was huge. Mm-hmm. Like it was, I don't know, like 10 inches tall or something crazy thing. It's <laughs> like a basketball, less, but, but with legs. Yeah, it's huge. Um, and it was adorable. But I'm looking at it kind of going like, is this a profitable thing? Because it's not something I wanted to keep, but I, I looked at it and I handled it a little bit. And usually if I have a cart, I just throw it in the cart and figure I'll decide before I leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this case, I, I didn't do that. I don't know why. But um, at the end of my shopping trip, I went back to look at this pig and decide about it and um, kind of decided like it's cute. I know that I can at least break even on it and I just like it. And mm-hmm. sometimes that's really all that matters if I like it or not. You know, like who cares? I'll break even or not. But I just wanted to um, bring it home. So. Uh, I bring it home, and when I come in, I do you know, what I always do is announce excitedly the thing that I found <laughs> to nobody who cares, right? Because, <laughs> you know, my family does not care. But I'm like, you'll never guess what I found, right? And um, my husband pretends, like, he'll pretend to be excited about it if he can, or he'll say the thing that he knows that I want to hear more than anything, which is, who the fuck would ever buy that? <laughs> because I fucking love it when he says that. Because then when I do sell it, I can be like, suck it. I sold it for $50 or uh-huh, something. Uh-huh. And then Take I just that. feel, I feel vindicated. So he, he knows that that's all I want to hear him say. But um, anyway, so I'm handling it and I'm showing him this pig. And I hear like this little noise inside. And I wasn't like unaware of the noise when I was handling it at the store. But it was so faint that I was really not interested mm-hmm. in the noise. Um, but I'm home now, so I grab a flashlight and I shine it through um, the slot on the top. And like, holy shit, there's money in this pig. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, it's a few bucks. But I was excited because I was like, this could pay for the pig. And then it was free, which is really exciting because it just doesn't take that much to make me happy. So um, <laughs> the other reason I was excited, I was like, this is great content because now I get to take video of me uh-huh. pulling all this money out of the pig hole, you know, and that's just good content for that's everybody. Oh, yeah. Out of the pig hole. Wink. Yes. <laughs> Technical term. Um, so I get, I get my phone set up and I'm like, I get all my tools and I got like kind of a light that I'm shining in there and I start pulling these out one by one and I hit five bucks and I'm excited because yeah. the pig is now free. Hell yeah. Um, but it doesn't stop. Like, I keep pulling money out and I keep pulling money out and, and it went on for, for like 15 minutes and I finally stopped filming at one point, I think, cause I was like, Oh my God, this is it's a really long video. <laughs> um, but I ended up pulling $68 in ones. Holy shit. Pig. And it was, it was not a super audible noise in there. Like I think $68 in ones you think weighs a lot of money. Oh, I just didn't jam-packed. even notice this. This pig was so heavy, but even when I looked through the hole, I thought like, okay, there's like five bucks in here, but they were all ones. And it just made me wonder like, what makes a person donate a pig? Not knowing that there was $68 in it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, happy ending was still that spell check was like, I want that pig. 
Um, so, so it lives at Spellcheck's mm-hmm. house now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seemed like bad, bad juju to take all of the luck for myself. So, mm-hmm. um, Spellcheck, if you're listening, you should check inside the pig. <laughs> <laughs> if you've not. <laughs> She's watching my child. I can't wait to go over there and shake that pig. The, the, the one pig has started a vast pig collection yes. for Spelch. She yeah, uh, now I love. and my cats took one of them to hell with them, knocked it off the counter and broke it. And we still oh, gave cat. it to her and she's going to Your cats did that? So Sam and I both went through our collections and got our pigs out for a spell check when we understood mm-hmm. that she was collecting pigs. Mm-hmm. And I what I understood <laughs> was that spell checks cat destroyed oh, the pig. Just that. You yeah. son of a bitch. It was probably bathtub bathtub fucking idiot you know dumb dumb son of a bitch he it's amazing that he can do anything i was gonna say he can read he can't read he can't wouldn't know text if it came at him (laughs) and he's got his two canines are longer than everything else so sometimes they're just hanging out of his mouth (laughs) (laughs) he's a little vampire yeah he just kind of today we were eating lunch and bathroom came over to me because I was eating chips and he likes chips. He likes cheese chips. So I gave him a bite of chip and he just chomped at it. But he took it <laughs> most delicately. Just the little teeth, those little front just by little the, teeth. Just by the corner. And mm-hmm. then went. <laughs> yeah. And then Melissa laughed. But anyways, pigs. Can we get back to this? I guess. Maybe. Um, <laughs> so this, we've had you on the show before, obviously we've had Aaron on the show. And when I first started following along with your Instagram and just your finds, I was like, does she live in fucking Narnia? Like, how does she find the so much good shit stuff? And we kind of had this conversation going back and forth over the course of a year of like, is it luck? Is it the universe? Is it this? Is it that? Which is kind of the basis of why we're sitting down again today is to discuss what the fuck is it? Is it because you know what it is? Is it because you're lucky? Is it because you sacrificed several hamsters and now the vintage gods are smiling upon you? <laughs> is it still yeah, hamsters? Yeah, I, I get called lucky a lot. Um, and I'm I'm cool with that. Like, I can't argue with that. Um, I'm out in the Midwest. I'm in kind of the middle of Wisconsin, um, which is kind of a vintage wonderland. And there's probably, uh, we could speculate, I guess, about why that is. But um, you know, I think, you know, geography affords me a little better hunting grounds than like mm-hmm. our friends in California will say, like, I would never find that here. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's probably a lot of reasons for that, but I think most people who, who collect vintage, who hunt for vintage, and probably especially the people who are out there, um, selling vintage and they're pounding the pavement is that, you know, there's, there's more than luck involved. What people call luck, I think is often you know something else and something you Mm -hmm. know there's there's probably more that goes into it and i think most people would say like that their definition of luck would include words like unpredictable or not repeatable Mm -hmm. or um things like that but i think for me the the definition that i subscribe to i have to admit i heard at like a corporate leadership training session, which yes. I hate admitting that, but um, that they taught me something. But um, the definition holds up for me, which is uh, luck is what happens when preparation meets uh, opportunity. opportunity. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Was at the you same got it, you got it. Yes. Oh my God. That's what my yes, dad We went to the same conference. 
So luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Ah. You have to be par- prepared for the opportunity. And then that looks, it looks like luck to the outside world. So it kind of rolls into that whole thing of like Bader Meinhof, where it's like you become aware of something and then you're seeing it all the time. And then, you know, you're, because we've said it a bunch of times on the show of like, I'm sure I've walked past that in an antique store or a vintage boutique, but until you are aware of like what it is, which is where like when people say like somebody has the eye for finding good things, it's really just the knowledge base of like becoming familiar with paint that was used, techniques Mm -hmm. that were used, materials that were used, design that was used. When you look at something and you're like, oh, that's something. You don't necessarily know mostly like that it is valuable or rare or any of those things. You're just like, ah, that is X, Y, Z. Like the candy dish at the Richardson house Mm -hmm. that I found that was ended up being antique blown glass like manganese or something. Mm Mm-hmm. But it never sold. Nobody knew what the fuck it was. We did. It just looks like a glass jar. Yeah. So do you find that, like, the longer that you've do- you've collected and resold, do you find that your gaze becomes obviously a lot wider? Like, are you surprised totally. by the stuff you find? Or I, I am, and, and I think, though, so, like, a lot of the things when I look back and go, like, what were the luckiest finds that I had? are things that I didn't necessarily know mm. when I bought them exactly what they were. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> so the, there's like four behaviors that I learned in this conference and probably elsewhere on the internet. Like if you look it up, I think they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's four behaviors that they say that luck people have. And two of them I think are really great. Two might be kind of fluff, but um, and the four things are lucky people maximize chance opportunities. So that's the stuff that you're talking about where you're like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to the thrift store like four times a week. Um, I'm networking online. I talk to people who collect things. Um, I research things that I don't know what they are. Like if I, I'll take pictures of things at the thrift store, I don't intend to buy them and I'm not like hiding in a corner, like quick Google that to see what it is. But Mm -hmm. if I don't know what it is, I take a picture of it and I look it up when I'm sitting on the couch at home, just gives me something to do and kind of go, okay, that thing I saw, it was nothing or it was something. And if it's there, when I go back, you know, I'll check it out. Yeah. Um, But people who collect too, they've got like saved eBay searches some more than others. I have like 20 of them and I look at them every day of my life. Um, And then there's, you know, as you said, what was it, Bernie? Uh, what Bader was the phrase you used? Mm-hmm. Bader, <laughs> Bernie, Bernie, who? Bernie no, anyway, yeah. uh, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's um, there's another word for it, and I know it's an acronym, um, and it's that it, we call it probably like manifesting something, but it's that mm-hmm. whole like if you. You, you, somebody mentioned something to you that you maybe didn't notice before, but mm-hmm. then you start seeing it everywhere. Is it the and it's, reticular um, activating system? Yeah, RAS? it's RAS, mm-hmm. RAS, which is reticular activating system. And it's the idea that you notice what you put your attention on. Yeah. So like somebody, you learned game. something new. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's the first one. The second one is that lucky people listen to hunches, which is sort of that intuitive thing where you just sort of listen to your gut and kind of go, I feel like this is important because of reasons. Like it has a like a stamp of some sort mm-hmm. or, you know, things like that. 
Um, the other one that I think is really a big one is um, lucky people expect good fortune, which is really like the decisions that you're making when you think that things are going to go badly are so different <laughs> than the decisions that you might make when you're expecting things like good things to happen or mm -hmm. that things are going to go well. Um, and that I think is a huge one. Cause if you just think like everything sucks and everything that happens to me sucks, right. <laughs> you're, you're not necessarily going to take a chance on something. Um, you know, I think that one is, is a big one for me. Yeah. And I, and, I guess I've like never put a ton of time into thinking about most of these things, but especially that one of, it really makes a difference in how like you frame stuff mm -hmm. day to day and throughout the day in your own mind of how something is going to go. It's really easy to fall into that. Like it's not going to work. It's going to be terrible. Everything's going to go wrong. And then when something does, you're like not as let down as you would be if, you know, you were on the other side of the mm -hmm. thinking of mm -hmm. that, which is interesting because yeah. There's lots of I can, there's lots of opportunity for shit to go wrong during the day. Yeah, but if you're just like, oh, whatever, it happens, it happens. Like this, like today, we're recording. Everything was just going left of fucking center, getting ready to get set up, and it was just like, oh well, it's fine. It is what it is. It'll happen. We'll get there. We're like three years ago. It would have been like, oh my god, this is the worst. <laughs> This is terrible. Right. But think about like the origins of this podcast mm -hmm. and your, what you guys are doing now. Mm -hmm. And if you just expected that it wasn't going to work and that it was going to go badly versus mm -hmm. obviously that wasn't the case and that's not what you thought, but yeah. I think it's. Well, and I had lots of people huge. being like, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Like why, like you're a successful hairdresser, you make good money. Why on earth do you want to like throw that away to start this new business that you've never done before? And I was like, it's going to work. Yeah. It's going to work and it's going to be very successful and we're going to be busy. Like I've said all of those things, both about the estate sale company and for the podcast. Mm -hmm. I was like, it's going to work. I don't know how it's going to work, but it's going to work. I ascribe to luck. Like I ascribe to manifesting and like all of those things. Like even if it's bullshit, like positive manifestation or thinking positively or getting yourself in the frame of mind where you're propelling yourself into some good shit. I right, totally, to I, I totally uh, will claim that the universe leaves, leaves things for me uh -huh. or I will quote unquote, ask the universe for things. Mm -hmm. It's become sort of a joke mm -hmm. uh, in my circle. Yeah. Cause they'll be like, Aaron, could you ask the universe for X, Y, Z? Cause apparently I, if I ask the universe for these things, I, I better luck than they do, according well, to them. I've, <laughs> sent you. I've sent you a message. I mean, like, put this shit in the universe. I need one of these things. Yeah. So I, like, I definitely manifest different changes in my life or think about them in a way that is, you know, delicious. Like, of like, <laughs> what is this going to be? Like, put a lot of love into the thought process of what something is going to be. Yeah. Like, how it's going to work out. Magical thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And it's funny, we have the same thing with, like, the estate sale company. Like, there's several items that we have had in every single house. And it probably has a lot to do with the time of, like, these houses being occupied and people living in them in their age. Yeah. But it's this brown Costco stool. Yep. The 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 seat flips up and then it's a stepladder. Yeah. Has been in every single estate sale that we have done. Every single one. Well, it's like my thing with the bean pot. Mm-hmm. Like, I see a bean pot fucking everywhere. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just a fun thing to hate. You know, I feel bad. Somebody's like, what do you have against this bean pot? Like, well, it's just fun to hate the bean pot. (laughs) And I see it everywhere I go. (laughs) Can you describe the bean pot? Have you not seen the bean pot? Um, I don't think I've seen the bean pot. So it's like a stoneware pot with a lid. It's got like a weird shitty pattern of like a fork and, and something else. And I think they just, anybody who was born, you know, pre-1960 was just like given one at birth or, mm-hmm. or something. I'm not sure what it is, but, but they are, they are everywhere. They yeah. are seemingly unsellable. That one. Um, and there's this, oh, I've seen those. This yeah. illusion that people have that it's worth money, but mm-hmm. nobody wants them. Mm-hmm. So it's just become this joke for me. Um, if you go to my Instagram, there's a uh, there's a highlight where I save every single bean pot that I ever find and make fun of, and it's um, it's kind of a good. You'll have to look at it. <laughs> but yeah, the bean pot, and I think it was a promotional item. Like I think it was sold in a promotional kit. Yeah, or it might have. just I think been you're right. When you got your social security number, the government also sent you the bean the baby pot. Bean pot. Yeah, bean pot for beans for babies. Beans for ba- and that's what that was the program. It was, it was called beans for babies. President, we don't remember ran his entire campaign on beans. This is Mr. Bean? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Our my president, Mr. Bean. <laughs> um, but and I feel like with especially where you live, Aaron, like in this kind of wonderland of vintage but i think and this is my full assumption it has a lot to do with where you live being in the midwest and not saturated with resellers or people that are necessarily collecting vintage i feel like maybe your area falls under the same thing as our area which is like farmhouse modern brown uh everything's the same hobby lobby yeah shit is that yeah, I think people tend to there's two things. I think people tend to donate what they perceive as having no value. Mm-hmm. Um, and here I think that a lot of the stuff that that we're really interested in are things that maybe people don't necessarily know uh-huh. has value and they're like, forget it, just donate that. Right. Um, the other thing is that some a couple of the thrift stores that I frequent are in I'm gonna just say like nicer areas where I think, you know, people put a value on their own time. And they might just be like, you know, this is worth a little bit of money, but mm-hmm. I have no time or interest to try to sell it. So yeah. I think people who are of a certain, <laughs> <laughs> you know, wealth or whatever may just be like, I'm not interested in selling this thing, even though it's worth money. It's it's cheaper for me. Like yeah. my time is worth more than, than the 10 bucks or, or whatever yeah. it is. And that happens, I think, too. Yeah. And then you have the other side of it where people think they could sell literally anything yeah. and research it improperly find the wrong places online and then be like well this is worth seven hundred dollars on cherish or whatever that yeah. website is i don't know but yeah i think it has a lot to do with like one curiosity like becoming more aware of things or like one of my favorite things to point out with a, a thrift store especially is fine china because it's lost in the sea of other ceramics, right? And if you don't really know what you're right. looking for, you're going to miss like a great vintage plate or even an antique plate mm-hmm. or like Limoges specifically has a certain look to it because it's usually gilded and hand painted that when you see it at a thrift store, if you don't know what you're looking for, you think it's just some old ladies like teapot or canister. But if you know specifically like, oh, that's X, Y, Z, then you can pick it up. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I think there's just clues that you pick up on that, like, this looks important, and I I couldn't say exactly why it looks Mm -hmm. important, but you Mm -hmm. just, it's just a hunch, it's a sense that, 
based on things you've seen before, um, a lot of the things that I, like I said, that were the hugest, um, that were maybe the most valuable or what I thought was like my biggest finds are things that, like I said, I didn't necessarily know what it was, Mm -hmm. um, but I just knew, I knew it was important. Yeah. Um, There was a, um, probably five years ago, I was at an estate sale and I saw, you guys are maybe familiar with Trechikoff, mm-hmm. um, was a painter from, I think, South Africa and did the Green Lady. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Chinese Lady, whatever, you know, I think it's, it yeah. was, I think at the time, like one of the most mass produced prints at the time, mm-hmm. um, which I find funny because I, I can't find one, but <laughs> I did see. I did see one in a, st- it was a painting in a stairwell to the basement. Mm-hmm. So you guys will appreciate this. Like if you, if you're staging an estate sale, like what kind of thing would you hang in the stairwell to the basement? Like something that isn't worth right. anything, right. <laughs> you know? Um, and it's just, it, I, I saw it and I thought like, that's interesting. And I left and it bothered me because I was like, it reminded me of mm-hmm. Treshikov's Green Lady, which I was familiar with. Um, so when I got home, I researched and realized like, holy shit, that was a Trechikoff. Oh, I'm an shit. idiot. Um, so I set my alarm. I get up in the morning and it's Sunday for like half price day. And I get there. I'm like first in line. I go in the door and it's still there in the stairwell, half price, $4. Oh my <laughs> God. But, but I was curious enough to look it up later. You know, it bothered me. Um, and I went back for it. And, and of course, at the time, I'm like, I'm going to be rich. This and, and five minutes later, I get home and I'm already pounding a hole in the wall. Like, I know mm-hmm. exactly where it's going. So how quickly it goes from like, I'm totally going to sell this to I'm never parting with this. You're going to have to bury me with it. And mm-hmm. I've got I've got it hanging on the wall immediately. But um, it's one of my favorite finds. But I didn't you know, immediately know what it was. But mm-hmm. um do you have anything like that, Mel, that you found and didn't necessarily know that it was something until you got it home and looked it up? Or do you care? Uh, not off the top of my head. Do you? <laughs> um, I would say the only things that I found that I, but I knew they were like worth something would be those um, swung bases I found a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I would say in a house specifically, things we've looked up, the most surprising is always toys. Yeah. It's always the most surprising and the most disappointing. Like yeah. some things that you think, like toy collection and values are insane. Yeah. Insane. So that's something that always surprises me. And then the last house we worked at, well, the second to last house, had a lot of like Lennox or Fitz and Floyd and things like that. And some Fitz and Floyd is like $200 pieces where other Fitz and Floyd is like 99 cents. Yeah. It's just always surprising me when you look something up that you've seen a counterpart of it go for a lot of money and then this other thing doesn't. And then some stuff just doesn't move. Like the market changes so quickly with some vintage things. Well, the vintage community is just sort of fickle in general. But but yeah, like you said, you could find like Franciscan Starburst is, you know, one of the mm-hmm. more collectible and the most valuable sets of dishes that everybody seems to want. Yeah. Um, but Franciscan made a couple of their patterns in exactly the same, all the same shapes and all the same sizes. And the glaze is the same, but the pattern on it is different. Mm-hmm. Um, Duet is one and you can't give that shit away. Yeah. But it's all, you know, objectively it's the same, but it's just got a different pattern on it. I saw one at an estate sale that was the, it was Franciscan pottery, but it was the rose pattern. And I was, it was the, if you have it, I'm sorry, but it was the ugliest china I've ever seen. <laughs> it looks like dusty <laughs> roses. Like it's not, it looks like 90s 
rose, yeah, goose esque kitchen decor. That's, I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, gooses are going to make a comeback. I'm going to predict that now. I, I agree. The geese, the I to- agree. tall paintings. Uh huh. Um, I don't know. And when I was a kid, I saw all the owl like mm-hmm. latch hook art and woodcut art and stuff. Mm-hmm. I saw all that in my grandma's house, and I thought that is the ugliest shit. And guess what? My house is full of now. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the stuff that ends up. That's what we end up finding thrifting, right? Is it's kids that don't really want it. They don't have a place to keep their parents' stuff, or they're not interested in it. Yeah, take it to the thrift store because they have no idea. Like, there's been plenty of families that I've spoken with both within the estate sale business and then outside just through my old job of somebody being like, oh yeah, like somebody said a client, they had a hanging swag lamp that was like three or four pendants mm-hmm. and it was all either green or red. And they're like, yeah, we just took it to the dump. Oh, And I was like, oh my God. Like we just had a consult with a family and the house was full And I was explaining to them, like, you know, if you hire us or whatever, like, please don't throw anything away. We'll take care of what we think is trash. It's part of the process. And when I went back to take them a contract to look over, um, there was a pile in the driveway of probably 20 grocery bags and some other things filled with German smut magazines, but Uh, not like full nude. Like, yeah, I so many trash bags and like laundry baskets full of these. I lied to you about the amount initially because the blow was big, but he's like, I'm just going to throw these away. So, but I was looking at them and in my head, we're not a new contract. I can't tell this person what to do, but I'm looking at this pile and going, that's quite a bit of money to throw away, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't, you know, yeah, really say anything. Did he just not want those things at his sale? I kind of got that vibe. Yeah. Like he didn't want that for his, like my, oh, my mom loved those things. And I was like, yeah, good for your mom. Yeah. I love those. Can I have them? <laughs> but also being on this side of the business now, right? The estate sale side has helped. I think both of us realize how rare and rare and common things are. Mm-hmm. Like you know, now it's like really when we're working behind the scenes, we're like, oh shit, we never come across these. And there's one here. Like yeah. now I get a little bit more of the luck aspect of finding something, especially at an estate sale. Because some companies are not great about letting everything hit the floor. Yeah. The great stuff that they find. But yeah. I don't know. The luck aspect of vintage shopping and curating is always interesting. Because for the fact of, is it manifesting? Is it because you're aware? Is it these things? Like, what do you feel like it is for you, Aaron? Do you feel like it's because you're there so frequently or because you like to rabbit hole like I do? It's, a, I think, a combination of things. But like hitting the pavement, like you, can't, you have to get out there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think people are like, oh, you're so lucky you found this thing and it's worth X. Um, but you know, in, in terms of the pig, like, mm-hmm. okay, I, I was familiar with that style already. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm at that thrift store, like at least three times a week. Um, you know, and my gut was like, I know that I can make, um, at least break even on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's so all those things, um, come into play, but yes, I think just repeatability, mm-hmm. um, you have to be 
you have to be out there. You have to learn things mm-hmm. all the time. And it really starts to feel like you walk into a thrift store. It starts to feel a little bit like a superpower that the other people <laughs> who are shopping around you don't have. Like what you described about knowing immediately what mm-hmm. a fine china piece might look like. Um, but I see things immediately and go, I know exactly, mm-hmm. you know, what that is. And a year ago, I didn't know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's really, it's really the learning part. Um, is recognizing the opportunity when it's in front of you. Um, and the networking thing is not to be discounted either. I made, I got on kind of a chummy relationship with one of the folks at um, St. Vinny's. Mm. I was there one day checking out, buying something else. And he said, hey, I want to show you this thing that came in. Um, and he reached into the glass case under the desk, which it was right there in front of me, but I, I would not have seen it and I didn't. And he brings up this, um, it was a pottery bird and it was green and it was it had this long beak and I looked at it and I just thought like he he even seemed to think it was important but he had no idea what it was Mm -hmm. and it had a price tag of $20 on it which you know isn't nothing and I gave it back to him I walked out of the store before I even got to my car I'm like you're going back for the bird (laughs) I get to my car I throw the bag in I go back inside I said give me the damn bird (laughs) I I just had a feeling about it and um I got back out to my car and I I immediately looked it up Mm -hmm. um and it was a bird that was designed by um Stieg Lindberg and it was made for um Gustav Berg I think it was and it was so it was like a stoneware bird wow um and I found one on the internet for sale for almost $2,000, Whoa, which is insane. And it was such a cool bird that if it weren't worth anything, I would happily have it in my home and I would be happy to to Mm -hmm. own it. But who the hell wants to own a $2,000 pottery bird? Right. (laughs) Especially who with cats wants to own a $2,000 pottery bird. Mm -mm. So I did end up selling it. It took a little while, um, but I ended up selling it to, I think he was from Japan and he was a collector. Um, and I ended up, I think selling it for maybe $800 or something, Whoa. but that's insane. Yeah. Like that was, you know, and again, and that would have never happened. Um, you got to make friends with your thrift store people. Yeah. You know, it's important. <laughs> yeah. Be, be on a good, be on a good, uh, you know, maybe not a necessarily a first name basis, but be, be nice to the thrift store people. Mm-hmm. You gotta network. Sure. Yeah. Always. You gotta network. Yeah. Well, I had that um that same kind of thing with my first commission antique sale job, which was these three vases, two vases and kind of like a jardinier type piece. And I looked at them and I was like, those are something. Yeah. Those are something. I have not seen pigments and things like that for a very long time. Like they look really special. And ended up adding them to the pile, knowing full well they were going to be a bitch to ship if I ever sold them. Mm -hmm. And they had lots of crazing and like hairline cracks. And I was like, these are old as hell. Mm -hmm. And they were the most extensive research I have ever had to do on something that I've purchased. Because they were Mahalika type uh, pottery. But they were from a specific factory that didn't operate for very long in Belgium. Mm -hmm. And so the marks on the bottom were not even really cataloged. So I had to join like three different Facebook groups for this pottery to have like cross references of like, is this actually what I think it is before I list it? Mm -hmm. And I sold all three of the pieces for almost $500. Wow. And I was like, wow. And they were just, they were going to throw them away. Right. They were going to dump them. 
send them to the dump. But I feel like, you know, with like the luck aspect, like as we wrap it up, I feel like knowing things and like you don't know what you don't know, right? So like I spend a ton of time obviously looking things up now for work. Right. But even before that, I was Googling shit all the time, like trying to figure out what something was or why it seemed special or what it looked like and kind of immersing yourself in that world of vintage collectibles, antiques, mm-hmm. or just regular everyday things. And if you're on TikTok, TikTok will just feed it to you, I guess, if you'd like. Yeah, I think the other thing that's changed for me is being more interested in what other people are collecting mm-hmm. versus, you know, before I started kind of the resell hobby, I was not super interested in what other people collected. I was only interested in what I collected. But um, becoming interested in what other people are collecting is just I've learned so much more, so much Mm -hmm. more than I, you know, things I would have never known. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big. I'm grateful for the podcast for going into the estate sale business Mm -hmm. because now we are aware of a lot more shit than we would have been had we been in our own like blinders on vintage collecting. Yeah. Because there's stuff at an estate sale. We'll look up and see the, you know, the price comps and stuff across the board. And it was like, there's no fucking way. And we'll price it at what we would feel like is a crazy price. Mm -hmm. And it usually goes the first night. Usually. Yep. And there's certain things where I'm like, I would never pay that. I would never pay that. But I know what I would pay for shit. Right. You know? Yeah. But this leads us to the unluckiest estate sale walkthrough. It is it is the the month of October. So scary. So scary. Um and this is this is a little different. Okay. This setup is an estate sale walkthrough. You're in the best goddamn antique store in the entire world. Wow. Right? But it's filled with literal shit. But it's great shit. No, yeah. Not Copper literally. Light, all sorts of things. <laughs> the rules of this estate sale are it's the shit you don't like. Okay. And everybody's going to get their own question. Okay. So like many estates I'll walk through, everything in this is made up. Kay. Okay. All of it's made up. Nothing is true, especially in this one. It's a special limited edition estates I'll walk through. We're in an antique store. It's filled with glorious things. But the choices are awful and the the decisions we have to make are not great, okay? All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. So we walk into this estate sale, antique mall, nightmare. And as we're moving forward, Aaron, this one goes to you first. We see a wall of bean pots, okay? Oof. But, and we have the option. We We can destroy these bean pots once and for all. Take a Send bunch, them back to take hell a where they came from. Circulation. But you have to break them with three gravel mosaic paintings Ooh. that are high well, on your I would, list. I would never. Well, it's that <laughs> or your left foot. This is, you have to make a choice today. This is the true demon of states I'll walk through. You say so, I have to give up my left foot or I have to use my left foot to bash the bean pots. You have to use the three <laughs> mosaic pieces to break the bean pot are you picking okay the kind of abstract pottery shapes set in the mosaic the one that is of course in the shape of a cat 
or the one that is in the shape of Starburst? Which one are you picking to sacrifice to rid the world of bean pots? What's your objective? They're, they're all mosaics, you mm-hmm. said, or they're gravel? Either or, which is, which is a bigger... Well, the gravel's not as good. Yeah, so I said mosaics. I give up gravel. <laughs> the, the gravel stuff is not as valuable or not, at least mm-hmm. not to me mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. So are you saying I can choose to you Choose to one destroy? of the three mosaics to, dis- to take a hundred bean pots out of circulation. You just turn them into more mosaic paintings. <laughs> oh, God, I don't know. Starburst, Starburst, I guess. Starburst is getting a huck. Hmm. It's a painful huck. Yeah, I think huck, so. But it's a strike. It is it's, painful. It's dead on. Well, it's for the good of mankind. Yeah. It is. We walk through the rubble <laughs> okay. of the bean pots, Good Melissa. job, Aaron. Okay. Okay. This Thank one's you. yours. <clears throat> oh, dear. All right. And I've spent a lot of time with you lately. Mm-hmm. I know some of the things that are near and dear. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm scared. You're walking up to, what do you not care about? Pyrex. Okay. It's a wall of Pyrex. All right. Okay. But you have to take several owl figurines uh-huh. and throw them like a fast pitch through the Pyrex. Okay. Okay. There's replicas of these owls. This is important to preface. One is a team of the owl figurines from your grandmother's house. Okay. Two is that stupid idiot owl we had at one of the houses that neither one of us got. Not the one you took home. Uh, the shell one. Oh, shell I love owl. that shell owl. The fourth one is just a bunch of little owls. Oof. Like a machine gun of owls. Okay, but here's... A, I don't hate Pyrex. So can I just opt to not destroy the Pyrex? No. It's not a choice. What what pattern is the Pyrex? Whatever you your least favorite or All your right. most favorite. Maybe it's your favorite. Okay. But I have to destroy the Pyrex. Mm-hmm. I guess it would be the shell owl. The shell owl? Yeah. In a t-shirt can. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> we're, we're walking through the rubble. Okay. What is something I hate? Uh, and would like to destroy, I oh guess. Oh, God. It's a varied list, I guess. I don't know. Can you come up with something? <sighs> the top of my hate hate? Yeah. Would probably be painted Victorian furniture. Okay. Like painted furniture. All right. And the thing I love the most would be either Victorian morning jewels or Halloween stuff. Okay. All right. So you're telling me I have to come up with something. With I'm this. coming up with it on the spot because it's a, it's a, I made it hard for everybody else. I have to make it extra hard for me. Okay. Oh, I know what it could be. It could be a, just a bunch of miniatures like in a miniatures, Halloween masks or Victorian morning jewelry. I have to destroy. You have to destroy the painted. I just set things on fire to destroy the painted furniture. Okay. I'm trying to think of what would be the most combustible. It would probably be the morning jewelry. Be that? Because it's hair. Depending on what the miniatures are made out of. That's true. Because the miniatures could be Bakelite or celluloid. Bakelite wouldn't burn very well. Oh, yeah. Oh. Those would be pretty. In- and they would stick. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I'm, I'm going to have to say, as much as it pains me, this is the Halloween masks. Mm. I'm going to have to pitch a fire to set them ablaze. 
All right. To free the world from painted. But then it'll be a cool, like, charred. Well, the masks aren't one of a kind. The morning jewelry that's is. True. So, yeah. That's true. And I, I don't think I could destroy yeah. morning jewelry. That's destroying a piece of history. It is. But that furniture can go to hell. Oh, yeah. The fiery hell. So we'll set that furniture on fire. We'll gather up everything else and just now this hellhole of an antique store no longer exists. Can we roast uh, marshmallows? Start the whole thing on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you Burn think it's it lead-based paint, though? Probably. Shit. Especially the Pyrex. Mm. Effed. All, All right. three of us. We just created the antique Chernobyl. <laughs> Chernobyl of antiques. We probably won't ever do that again. Okay. All right. You're welcome. We're back and we're Rustles. We're Rusty. Rusty I enjoyed space. it. Thanks. What about you, Aaron? How would you read I'm it? I'm just excited. There's there's less less bean pots in the world than um mm-hmm. happy to have been a part of it. Yeah. That was specifically so I could give you a way to destroy bean pots, but make it like suck a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah. But we want to hear your theories on luck, the universe, manifesting. What do you think it is that lands good vintage and good shit into your home? Let us know here. Erin, mm-hmm. darling, delightful as always. Thanks for staying so late today. You bet. With all of the... Um, Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Any fucking time. Yeah. It's a delight. Can't wait to come out to the old Wisco and just... Yeah, you have to. We got to go thrifting. We do. Yeah, I'll share my thrifts with you. We got to test the theory. I got to, I just have to be like two, two feet ahead of Aaron at all times <laughs> so I can find things first. If, if you come to visit, you, I will follow behind you. <laughs> Melissa hates it when I go first she, at a thrift store. She once found a piece of gravel art. Uh-huh. She was literally like three steps ahead of me uh-huh. and she found the gravel art and I like my face fell. And well, she goes, there's, you, there's you strategy to yeah. which parts of the store you do first. Yeah. So, yeah, it was like I found it for you. Well, thank you. Especially when you're shopping with somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be like, what's the one thing? Like, where's the intersection of things that we both like? And yeah. that's the area you need to go to first. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll both just be like, uh, meerkatting over the I, I'll be really trying to meerkat because I'm short I'll just, move that face I can't see your fucking face anyways this was a delight thank you for sitting down with us as we ramp back up into the mothball world yeah and stick around for this week's extended curio corner which will come out the following Thursday or Friday we'll let you know cool stick around be sure to follow along on Instagram with us and Aaron at Feral Cot Cat Feral Cot. Feral Cot. It's a World War II reenactment. <laughs> <laughs> no, Feral Cat. We will have that linked, of course, with this week's episode. Follow along with us on the Mothball Prophecies Instagram as well as Mothball Estate Sales. Until then, we'll see you in a couple of days. Bye. 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 Bye.